everybody. Welcome to this week's show. Well, she's going to join me here in a minute, and we're going to talk the conference finals in the NHL. We're going to talk Montreal as Canada's team and finally get into some Blue Jays talk and American League East. Uh, we've had some technical issues getting up on Apple and Google Podcasts, so hopefully we've got that sorted out. Uh, and you can check us out there. Don't forget to subscribe and rate, review the show. Let us know what you think. Um, so without uh, without putting it off any longer, let's get to the group chat. All right. So Walshie, we had AP and Lozy on last week, and you know we're we're not doing that again because those two were a train wreck, and you know it, it just you know they were great. They're they're good people, but I'm not sure they're at the same podcasting level that you and I are. Listen, it was amateur hour. Uh, yeah, with those two, like usual, like like usual in the group chat. To be honest, yeah, that's right. It's just and, two guys. Lozy didn't even know that Oakland didn't have an NFL team anymore. It's it's unbelievable, man. And he thought this is new Lozy. This guy doesn't doesn't watch sports anymore, and apparently is forgetting <laughs> basic knowledge of things. He thought Aaron Rodgers was a free agent. He's like, well, he's going to sign somewhere. I was like, what is this guy talking about? <laughs> he's going to sign in Oakland. With oh. who? The, the athletics? What is he talking well, about? Well, listen, he had a lot going on. He had a lot to think about. There were spiders in his car, um, <laughs> which were frightening him. But, uh, but you know, I, I, I just couldn't believe some of the comments. It was a um, really tough look for him. A very tough look. And, you know, AP was on his game. AP of course was on he was. His game. Yeah. But uh, I got to be honest, it was a little bit like herding squirrels out there. It was. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was it was a tough it was a tough day for the GC. Yeah, but we got through it and uh, I mean, we'll get them back on. It looks like the people enjoyed the show, so we'll get them back on here at some point. But uh, yeah, but yeah, some we nice got listens, some nice listens out of yeah, uh, I mean, last week's show. So so, yeah, absolutely. I think we have to have them. They bring a nice little different dynamic and, you know, a, a little bit of humor to the to the pod. Yeah. Um, just because well, we Lozy doesn't know what he's talking about. We got to give Lozy a cheat sheet of information about <laughs> sports. Like, hey, these are the teams in the leagues. You know, this is. I thought we would just be able to have a conversation and he could follow along, but that was wrong. Oh, no, that was incorrect. <laughs> that was incorrect. <laughs> so we've got we've got through to the uh, to the final four in the NHL playoffs here. Um, I mean, we kind of all cheated picking the Habs in the middle of game middle of game four while they were sweeping. But I think for me that uh, last round played out as I expected. Um, and we've got Tampa versus the Islanders who started on, who started last night as we record here Monday morning and uh, Vegas Habs start tonight. What are your thoughts here on the final four? Look, it, it, it did play out the way that, uh, that you said um, here in round two. I, I was I was of that mindset pre playoffs that we were going to have a lot of first round tight, you know, um, uh, tight games, tight series, yeah. and then in the second round you'd see some quicker uh, series. But but once we got into it, I was like, oh my god, these these games are very tight. But yeah, they ended quickly. It, it ended abruptly in yeah. in uh, in round two. Well, um, well, and I thought what like. While they they you're right it ended quickly those those, those series were not as the, like the the Montreal Winnipeg one wasn't close but the other series were much closer than how quickly they ended I thought yes they were they they absolutely absolutely were um, very tight games 
could have gone either way uh, in a lot of those. But but ultimately, the better team came through in all of those series. Like, there wasn't one in which you just said, well, you know, this team really outplayed them but lost. Yeah. The better team won in each of those series. And, you know, I think we're in store for, um, look, a, I, I want to say good hockey, but if yesterday's game was any indication, we're in for a bit of a snooze fest coming yeah. in uh, with, with these series coming up. Like yeah. it's, it's really, really interesting to me that the NHL, you know, will reward speed and skill in the regular season. And then yeah. when it comes playoff time, they the only opposite. reward teams that have none of that. That's right. Like the Islanders are going to do all they can to drag that, that Tampa team into the mud. And they, they did it in game one. And Wasn't Habs, that a perfect game for the Islanders yesterday? Oh, they, I mean, they stay out of the box, which the Islanders are one of the least the, the least penalized teams in the league and maybe the least penalized team in the NHL in the regular season. So they stay out of the box, and that's fine. But it just – the game was, was unenjoyable to watch. And, like, if they can do that three more times, they're in the Stanley Cup finals and, and more fun is getting sucked out of the playoffs. Oh gosh. Uh, it's defend and counter-strike defend and counter-strike defend and counter-strike with the Isles. And look, they played perfectly yesterday. Barzell looked, he, he looked good yesterday. Barzell looked, yeah. he looks game. like a star, right? He, yeah, he does. He, he really does. Um, but outside of him, I mean, they've, they've just got a bunch of good players, right? Like yeah. just a bunch of guys that are heavy and physical and, and difficult to play against. Well, and, and not to get too deep into the weeds here about like the technical side of hockey, but like Tampa wants to play possession game. They want to enter, you know, analytics always has everybody wanting to do zone entries and controlled entries. They're going to have to decide they're going to chip and chase the puck if they're going to, if they're going to compete in this series. Oh, absolutely. Um, now they started to do a little bit of that in the third, I thought, yeah. um, when they were trying and they were really, really forechecking hard there. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, they were getting bottled up pretty nicely. Um, I guess part of what it was part of what Toronto's problem was with Montreal, and same with Winnipeg. Oh, because... we're, we're going to see a lot of this tonight, Chad. Yeah. In in the yeah. Avs uh, Vegas game, we're going to see yeah. both teams play this style. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. Just like, just forcing the other teams to chip in, and teams don't want to do it now. Now I think. I think Vegas is going to be a little bit different. We'll get we'll get to that. We'll stick with Tampa and the Islanders for right now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think I think this is exactly what the Islanders want the series to be, and I'll be really interested to see if Tampa can adjust here because, you know, last year when they played Columbus, they had to make an adjustment to that style and they did it successfully. and And I think they'll be able to do it. I still I still think Tampa's the much better team in this series and. And um, I don't think the Islanders are going to be able to do this to them for the whole series. Oh, I, look, I, I, I agree. Tampa is by far the better team. Um, but the Islanders are better than I think I thought. Yeah, they're, um, they're, they're better, better than, than I was I willing to give them. Were. Yeah, they're better than, I was gonna, than I've been willing to give them credit for. Yes, I, 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 it's the same thing for me. I'm looking at that team. I'm watching the game yesterday, and you know, I was expecting Tampa to really control a lot of the play, the puck, um, but the Isles didn't let that happen. They, they just no. didn't. Um, and you saw less of you know the Tampa, you know, star power uh, than obviously in 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 any of the previous series, like yesterday. Like they they really held 
uh, Point and Stamkos and Kucherov and these guys in check. Um, yep. You know, made life difficult on the Tampa D, which, look, I think that's going to be a big part of this series. Can the Islanders continue to, to limit the, the transition from um, the Tampa D um, in, in this series, right? They're playing heavy. They were heavy on Hedman, uh, yep. McDonough and these guys. And the puck just wasn't getting moved up like it, it was in the other series. Yeah, and I think, like, we talked about this when Toronto went out. Like, the Islanders' middle of their middle and bottom of their lineup is significantly better than just, you know, bargain basement players. They've got real good players all the way up and down the lineup. So, you know, Tampa, who have had that advantage where they've kind of owned the third and fourth line matchups, they're not going to be able to own those right now. So it's going to have to be, I think, their big guys producing. And they've got a real challenge against a good defending Islanders team. And so it's going to be really interesting to see, I think, who wins that that bottom part of the lineup battle and how that affects what's going on at the top part of the lineups. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Like, um, what do they call the, the, the identity line? Yeah. The uh, Sezikis, um, you know, Martin and Clutterbuck. That yeah. line is really difficult to play against, right? And, yeah. and you know, that's what we're talking about here, right? You, you talk about that line, but they have a bunch of those guys. That's right. Uh, they have a bunch of those guys. Yeah. Uh, like and, you look at Pajot, these, I mean, these guys are hard to play against. They're hard on pucks, they're heavy. Yeah. Um, and they don't give you any breathing room, right? That's a Barry Trotz team. This team is looking. You know, we, we're doing comparisons a lot here, but this team is looking a lot like those Nashville teams that went deep, yeah. you know, yeah, um, yeah. very, very similar makeups to, to these groups, strong goaltending, good defensive hockey. Um, and look, a couple of guys that can, that can bury on you in the transition game. Yeah. And now we're praising the Islanders a lot here because they're to the lead, but I think, um, you know, when we're looking at Tampa, all the things you love about Tampa coming into this series, you still do like, you look at Braden Point gets the goal last night, and he's got something like 20 goals in his last 21 playoff games or something crazy like that. And, you know, when you bring it back to Toronto, he's the same age as Mitch Marner. They came into the league at the same time. and But when you look at what one has done versus the other, I mean, Braden Point is exactly what Mitch Marner is supposed to be, right? This this. If you're a Toronto fan, I, I think you've got to be watching Braden Point play. And, you know, I, I do it all the time. I'm, I'm, you know, this is what I need Mitch Marner to be. Yeah. Right. Toronto needs Mitch Marner to be Braden Point. Yeah. Right. And you're, you're talking about Point's playoff uh, performances. He's got 63 points, Chaps, 31 goals, 63 points in 56 games in the playoffs. <laughs> this guy's superstar production. Up. Yeah. He shows up. Now, look, when you look at the regular season stats, you know, Marner's stats are better. They're better. But when it comes Point down to playing goals gritty the- hockey, um, playoff hockey, you know, you watch Tampa play. Point is everywhere. He is yeah. everywhere on the ice. He doesn't lose puck battles. He wins. I mean, I, I feel like he's got a string attached to the puck, man. Yeah, it is crazy how uh, strong he is on the puck and he scores goals like that goal he scored yesterday. That's in the crease. Yeah. That's in the crease. 
Yeah, and the rest of Tampa's star players are, are really no different. Like Kucherov it competes, right? He shows up and he competes, and Stamkos competes, and you know Sorelli and Goudreau and Coleman, all these guys. Like I don't expect I don't expect this to be an easy series at all because I think like you're getting Tampa guys who who are at the top end of the lineup who really do bring playoff mentality hockey and. And it's it's easy to say like they've been there, they know how to do it, yada yada yada. But okay, if they had never won a cup, you would still look at these guys and go, yeah, but they show up when it matters most. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you cannot look at the way that those guys play and say that they they weren't there, they didn't put their nose in there. Yeah. Um, you know, all of those guys that you mentioned, I I think are are really really good playoff performers, right? There's uh, there's no question about it, and um yeah just bring it back to the point Marner comparison like you know that's that's again that's what you need to see if, if Toronto is going to take a step next year yeah. right and a significant step and I think we all agree and we all think that this is a very good hockey team this Leaf team yeah. but if they're going to take a step Mitch Marner has to be and he has to play like Braden Point plays for um for Tampa yep. um you know I I I keep thinking, so I was talking about this with my, my father yesterday, man, about Braden Point. I was thinking back to that. Do you, do you remember that, like, insanely good World Junior team? Yeah. Uh, the McDavid, yeah. Uh, yeah. Domi, like that that team that won gold in Toronto? Was that the 17 team? The I, I, probably. Or the, or the 2015 team. But, I, yeah. I, I think right it's around. 15. But either way, yeah, like, yeah. I, you know, people know what we're talking about here. That that exceptional team. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Braden Point was the thirteenth forward on that team. <laughs> he was he was the thirteenth forward. Isn't that and, crazy? And if if someone had told me after watching that tournament that Braden Point would be the second best player off of that team, I would yeah. have like you're you're nuts. You're you're yeah. nuts. Now yeah. he had a different role and obviously didn't get the playing time. And, and you know we can talk about you know how a coach could play Freddie the Goat over Braden Point. <laughs> But they won a gold medal, so it's hard to argue at this point, right? So, but yeah. you know, looking back, you're like, Jesus Christ, how did how did that happen? Yeah, it's crazy. And he was, I think he was a third round pick. Like, it just goes. He's like, he's the exact player where you just go goes to show, like, if you bet on skill and work ethic and guys who compete, you're gonna you're gonna hit more than you're gonna miss. Right. And I think he's a lesson for teams to stop worrying so much about size and this and that. If you have a guy who competes and he's smaller, he's going to fa- find a way to compete at the NHL level. And, and that's what point does. And it's like, he's great to watch. And that that's why, like, for me, I think Tampa still wins this series. I, although I thought it was going to be a quick series now after watching it, I, I think it's, actually going to be a six or seven game series and i think some of them are going to overtime um but i do think tampa still wins yeah look i for me it's the same i think it goes deep i think it's going to be a six or seven game series but but tampa does uh pull it out um i just think there's too much speed skill grit on that team um to to lose four games to the Isles. but look we'll see we'll see how it plays out um, and then on the other side of the uh, of the bracket, you've got Vegas and the Habs, which, like on paper, 
looks like one of the bigger mismatches in conference finals in a, in a long time. But, I mean, the Habs, they've got a winning formula right now. They've got an identity. And, you know, I think they're going to continue to try and play this same defensive opportunistic hockey against Vegas that's worked so far. Yeah, look, I, I saw the the betting lines here, and I'm I'm a little surprised by this, chaps. I, I, on paper, you're right, but let's let's take a deeper dive on paper here. Um, and and I, I think this is true for all the series that the Habs have played thus far. Okay, who has the advantage in net? Montreal. Montreal. That, but that said, it's I think Flurry. We'll do this right now. This is the closest one. This, yeah, this because is, I look, think Flurry is is a much better goalie than than lots of people give him credit for. I think he's a superstar, elite goalie, and I think he rivals Carey Price for the best goalie of their generation. But yeah. you're, but, look, you're, you're but right. Price the, the is, advantage is Montreal. is Montreal. Yeah. On on defense, who has the advantage? It's Vegas. Do you think? Well, they. I think so. They've got Petrangelo and they've got Theodore. Who uh, would they both be the best defenseman on Montreal? Look, maybe, maybe if we're talking about, but it's close I, I again. Know. It's I don't close know, in... man. I, I'm very much in the camp of Montreal is not going to be kind of outmatched on the blue line versus no, many I don't teams. Think, and I, and I, again, I, think... I don't. Th- I think you're right. I don't think it's outmatched, but I think Vegas probably has the two the two best players, but I think you could, you could be right that, that Montreal has the, the next three best defensemen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Where, Look, I, where I think this even is up close, again, close on the blue line, you're yeah. giving the edge to Vegas. Look, I'm giving the edge to Montreal here. Yeah. And up front, look, I, it's Vegas. Yeah. But if I'm looking at these teams, it's closer than I think. And that's why my surprise with the betting line. I well, don't I, think it's as egregious as those numbers suggest it is. I think this is the this is going to sound silly, but I think it's true. I think this is the least talented forward group that Montreal has had to play. Oh, 100%. Like, Mark 100%. Stone is a great player, but he's not as talented of a scorer as Austin Matthews. And Max Pacioretty is a good player, but he's not like he's not in his prime anymore. He's not like these aren't elite, elite scoring offensive players, but they're very good players. And now Mark Stone's yes. an elite player, but he's not. I don't think he's an elite offensive player like Shifley and and Connor and like they. So I think this is the the least the least skilled team that the Habs play. But I I, I agree but, with that statement, chaps, and I think. Uh, this is something that that we've talked about um, just offline, but you know, I think Montreal would have had an easier time with the Avs than they yeah. will with Vegas. Even saying that this is the least skilled team, because just the way Montreal plays, they can match up against your top line. If you're a top heavy team like the Leafs, like yeah. the Jets, like, like the, the um, like the Avs, they can they can put Deneau on that line. Yeah. Um, they can put Weber and Sherrod on that line and life is going to be difficult for a top heavy team to score against Montreal. Now, yep. Vegas is built similarly to the Habs. That's Just right. 
I think with better forward depth, bigger, heavier players. Yeah, I, I agree. Where, yeah. where I think like they're all, they're, they're both going to try and play the same game, you know, which is going to, I think going to be hard for Montreal where they're not going to get these, you know, rush plays that get broken up and now they get to counterattack. If Vegas is going to be far more willing to, to dump the puck and pound on their D men. And it's going to be interesting to see if the Habs can play those top four D the, the minutes they're going to have to against such a, a physical team in Vegas. Oh, hundred percent. Not to mention Petrie looks like he has at least one or two broken fingers. Yeah. Um, and that's going to, that's going to impact him. Like as good as he's been in these playoffs and all year, um, I, I mean, I'm watching him practice and he's got, he's, he's clearly got a cast on his bottom two fingers. <laughs> like that's clear. Yeah. So, yeah. so look, I, I agree. I think there's going to be a lot of hitting in this uh, series. I think Vegas is going to pose a much different challenge to the Habs than they've faced thus far. Um, and I expect, look, I, I picked the Habs. So um, I expect this to go deep and I think game seven goes either way. Yeah, I, I agree. I think like Vegas is just such a heavy physical team. And while Montreal has been that, like Caulfield's not a big dude. Kakanyemi's not a big dude. Same with Suzuki. You know, and Vegas, it's not like everybody on Carlson's not a, not a giant either, but the best offensive players on Montreal are on the smaller side for them, whereas the best offensive players in Vegas are on the bigger side. Yeah, that that um, be, that might be the difference here. Montreal is still a small team. Yeah, right. You know, their deer, their deer, massive, but their deer massive and punishing. But but up front, it's not the same. So, like for me, I think you know, I think Vegas wins it in in that. I think they're. I'm, I keep <laughs> keep counting the Habs out, thinking the other team's talent is gonna is gonna win through. But I do think at some point. I also that it's going to happen. I also think that this break for Montreal isn't great in that, like, you know, you get on a roll, you feel great about your game and then you take a week off and it's, it's not always that easy to get right back into what you were doing, you know, when you were doing it every second day. Yeah. We saw that with the jets, right? Like that, yeah. they came out super sluggish against the Habs, but, but look, going deep like this, I, I, I was wondering about Vegas as well. They've, they've gone a seven and a six. Yeah, they've, very, they've had some tough series. Very tough series. So I'm interested to see how this plays out. I, I'd always rather be the team with the rest yeah. than um, especially as you get deeper into the playoffs. But look, I, I, I think it's clear. You're, you're, going, you're going Vegas, Tampa. I'm going Tampa, Habs. Um, but I, I do have a talking point here that has been driving me fucking nuts. Okay. Is what, how do you feel about the Habs being Canada's team now? You're seeing the, <laughs> you know, um, Niagara well, okay. Falls lit up. You're okay. Seeing, so it's, the... it's, it's ridiculous to me. If you're a Leafs fan and you're <laughs> cheering for the Habs, you can honestly go fuck yourself. Yeah. In you my can beat it. Like this is, this is not Canada's team. I'm not cheering for this goddamn team. No. I'd, soon, I'd sooner cheer for COVID to stop the playoffs <laughs> altogether than cheer for the Habs to win. So this happens every year, right? Where we go, 
okay, who's the last Canadian team? They're Canada's team, yada, yada. And I think it's really, I think it's happened twice where you could say that everybody felt this way. Remember Calgary's run? Yeah. Where they had the red mile and yeah. And I forget what year that was, but it you know it was coming out of the lockout. Yeah, it was a really likable team, right? They, that's right. They lost in seven. Iggy was going for his cup. Yeah, yeah. And then that that Ottawa team, um, a couple of years after that, that went on and lost to the Ducks, where it was another kind of likable team, and I think lots of people got behind it. But I can't, I, I can't buy into if the Habs as Canada's team. If this was Toronto, you think anybody else is lighting up their, their monuments to support the Leafs? Not a chance. Not like, this is, like, why are we lighting the CN Tower? And it's Niagara such Falls a troll job. Guys? Like in Toronto, we're lighting up for the Habs. It's such a troll job. And, and like as Leafs fans are just like, oh, great. The Habs are Canada's team. But I, I do not think, and maybe it's just because I'm living in Toronto. But I do not get the sense that everybody's like, oh, we're on the Habs bandwagon. I mean, it would be great if a Canadian team won the Cup. But I'm not cheering for Montreal to win the Cup by any stretch. And I don't envision across the country all these people who have hated the Habs for years because of how arrogant the Habs fans are. And like, I don't envision anybody just jumping on this bandwagon. But here we are in Ontario and every single notable landmark is being lit up in montreal colors it's just unbearable no it's unbearable and, and you said it habs fans are unbearable and i don't think that anyone in the right mind in canada is is looking around saying oh, i'm gonna cheer for the habs because you know what you're gonna have to deal with for the next 50 years <laughs> no matter That's how right. good or bad that habs team is is That's that right. the habs won a cup again yeah and, and i'm it's like not willing to cheer for that i'm just not they're just there's no way in hell that I would cheer for the Habs to win, just knowing what you're going to have to listen to from easily the the worst and <laughs> least educated fan base in the country. Yeah, it's just I, I I hate the narrative, and it's even worse that they beat out the Leafs, and now everything in Ontario is just trolling the Leafs. It just <laughs> it just. Like if they had a if they had a beat out a bunch of other teams, like maybe I would feel slightly differently. But like, the, just the utter collapse by the Leafs and it's to the Habs, and now they're going on this run. If they get to the Cup final and win it, it's just like I won't, I won't even watch the final. I'm not no, I'm not going to do it. They are not they are not Canada's team, and and we'll have to take a, like a two week break if Habs have. <laughs> Like we'll we may about, we may stop the podcast actually. That's right. We'll just talk about other stuff. Like we won't we'll ignore that it's even going on. But yeah, the idea of Canada's team I think can only be Winnipeg, Calgary, Edmonton, Ottawa. Those that's it. I don't even think Vancouver can do it because like nobody stays up late to watch Vancouver. Nobody really cares about them. And the other the other teams are small market teams, and you can they always feel like a lovable story when they get on a run. But the Leafs and Habs, they just can't be Canada's team. Nobody's ever going to support that. No, I that that's it for me too. You you hit it on the head. Like it's it's Ottawa, it's Winnipeg, um, it's Calgary, even Edmonton for me too. Yeah, like, I'm not sure everyone else gets behind Edmonton. Maybe if but... McDavid's on a run here, I'm fully supporting it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can. I get that. I get that. But but no, Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver. No, no one is jumping on that bandwagon i i don't 
see that either. And, and, you know, all this bullshit on Twitter and social media that suggests that the Habs are now Canada's team. No, just beat it with that narrative. Just go, go away. That, that <laughs> it's just not happening. It's not happening. It's not happening. Yeah. But they're trolling us and they're trolling us in Ontario. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad we got this off our chest here because I, I'm so pissed with this fucking narrative. It's oh, ridiculous. I know. It's awful. And you know what? They've tried to push it and tried to push it, and it just really hasn't gained any traction. So I don't think it's going to be one that we have to deal with going forward. I hope not. I hope not. Yeah. Now, Canada's baseball team is often going here, and we haven't talked a lot of Jays to this point. We've talked no Jays. Yeah. And we need to because now the NHL playoffs has been going on, and it's not like we're not paying attention to the Jays. We are. Yeah, but I'm, I'm watching a lot of baseball, actually. Yeah. Let's talk with the let's start with, with the, the good things about the Jays. These kids, Vladdy, Biggio and Bichette, Biggio to the lesser extent, have shown up this year and they are the real deal. What exactly everybody was hoping for when when they were all drafted and signed. Oh, yeah, man. This uh, I mean, you're right. Biggio to a lesser extent. He's more of a role guy. That's right, but he was uh, always a good projected ball player, the type of ball player you want on your team, right? Like That's right. plays plays the game hard. We've talked about this with the Jays for a long, long time, where they've just had they. It seems like they didn't have ball players, you know. That's right. They just um, had guys. They didn't have guys who who ended up with dirty uniforms at the end of games. Exactly. Just you know, yeah. just would eat eat the base. You know, yeah. to 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 win a ball game, right? Like that's yeah. that's Biggio, and but man, oh man, oh man, is Vladdy and Bo are they players, man? Oh yeah. my god! And Vladdy, like, I'm I'm speaking from experience here as an as an out of shape, overweight athlete. You can't show up <laughs> and play fifty pounds overweight, like. It's no wonder he struggled so badly last year. And I don't want to, like, there's no excuse for me for old odd year COVID. Vladdy was just simply too out of shape to play last year. And to his credit, he went out and, like, I say to his credit, he's a professional. He should be. He's a be professional ball player. That's his job. That's right. Being in shape is, is kind of <laughs> job num- description number one for yeah. a pro athlete. Yeah. So he gets himself in shape. He gets back to what he should be. Well, reasonably what he should be. And the results are just crazy. He's hitting over over three, 330 right now. He's leading the majors in home runs. He's an absolute beast right now. He is raking. And um, look, a lot of what we're seeing, right, is is just these crazy numbers. 21 home runs leading the league in, in RBIs and, and batting. Like he's... <laughs> He's on pace for the triple crown right now. Yeah. And, you know, he is mashing the ball. He's absolutely raking. But the other thing that has been a big change for him this year is his defensive play. He looks yeah. very comfortable yeah, this he does. year at, at first. Like, And you think he should be, right? A third baseman moving to first. You know, that yeah. should be a nice, easy transition from a defensive uh, perspective for him. Um, but he was clearly struggling with it last year. Well, and I think part of that was his weight, too. But but you're right. Like, they've tested him over there because the, the defense isn't great at times, and they're throwing balls, and he's picking. He's he's put in the work defensively as well. He looks he looks like a real good first baseman. Yeah, he. It's so nice to talk about this, right? Because you know we've got a hockey team that has 
you know, legit star power. We've got a baseball team that has legit star power now. Like yeah. it's, it's clear that this is a, a very much a team that's going to contend for the next, you know, five, six seasons at minimum. Right. And they, the Jays are, the Jays are always built as an offensive team, right? As long as I've been a fan, they've always had, like it was Delgado and Batista and, you know, before that you had call, uh, Carter and, and Alomar and Olerud. You always had great offensive players here in Toronto and, and Edwin. And so, you know, it, we, we've, it, we've seen guys like him before, but not at this age and not like, and not the group of them at the same age together. Right. No, not this young. Like, you know, these are homegrown boys. Um, it's really nice to see, right. That, you know, we're, the Jays are developing uh, again. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, right. You know, not having to go out and trade for your, you know, Donaldson's or Batista's yeah. and what have yeah, you. Yeah. Right. Um, you're, you're seeing the star power and you're seeing people want to play with that star power. Yeah, right? that's right. That's, that was what was really nice this off season. You had, you got Simeon coming in, you got Springer. Look, look, we haven't, there's no need to talk about Springer just yet because he hasn't played. Um, <laughs> But, you know, those two guys coming in with Ryu, um, you're getting pitchers wanting to re-sign yep. um, like Robbie Ray. Like, it's look, these guys are legit. They're yep. legit baseball team, legit contender with the exception of one area. Yeah. Now, before we dive into that, like there's one the one thing you kind of briefly touched on was Simeon and Springer. And like Simeon struggled in the leadoff hole to start the season, but he won player of the month in May and he's hitting almost 300 right now. I know Springer's on his way back. Well, we, they tell us he's on his way back. He's been running the bases for six months. It feels like. Doesn't he but, look like a great teammate though, Springer? Oh yeah. <laughs> he, he, he's, he's jumping around with those kids in the, in the dugout. Like he, he looks healthy in there. He's yeah. smiling. He seems like a great dude. But yeah, like, I can't wait to see this lineup with him in it. Like, so I would, if it's me when when he comes back, I know he's hit leadoff a bunch, but I don't put him in the leadoff spot. I think this offense has been too good the way it is. I think he drops down into the five or six hole, and it gives him a chance to kind of work his way in into the lineup and and back healthy. But Simeon has been an absolute stud for them here, and he's only on a one year deal. He's definitely a guy I would love to see them take a run at re-signing here. I don't know what it'll cost them in the future, but to me, he would absolutely be like, he's in the right age bracket. He's a, he's a good defensive player. He's a, he's hit the ball really well. I mean, if you add, when you add Springer to this, the Jays are going to go six, seven guys deep on offense and it's going to be a murderer's row to get through there. Um, But like you said, the big problem has been the bullpen and like the starting pitching has been fine. You know, they've, I shouldn't say they've been fine. They've been good. You know, they've got, they've they, got some they've holes been, they've there. Been really good chaps. The, the starters have been good. Like, yeah, they've got, they've a got lot a couple of... holes. You want to, you want another, you want another really good starter, but everybody wants that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, you know, the Ryu, uh, Mats and Ray, like, I mean, l- let's be honest. They're playing with three starters. Right? Yeah, that's right. That, that, that's, that's what they've been doing. And then they've been throwing a bunch of bullpen games. Now yeah. Pearson was supposed to be that fourth guy. Manoa um, looks good. What's that? Manoa looks good, but he's a kid, and and like, let's see in in ten more starts from now where he's at. Yeah, let's see when hitters get the book on him, right? That's right. 
Um, and you know, but he has looked good in his first uh, three starts here. He's, yeah, he's looked really good. Um, but but essentially, it's a three man rotation right now, and they really need that fourth guy. Um, they really need that fourth guy. Hopefully, it's Manoa. Hopefully, it's Pearson. Um, yeah. When he when he can get back healthy, but but the bullpen. Oh my God, they've been devastated. Look, they had the best bullpen in the league in April and early May. <laughs> now they and don't. Now <laughs> it is a disaster. It is a train wreck of injuries. They're top yeah. at one point. Their top six guys were out, gone. Like, yeah. and they've got two or three guys that may not come back this year. Like, I don't know yeah. if Merriweather's coming back. I guess right? he's not. I I don't think so. But well, there's not a ton. It gets it gets late quickly for baseball. Like they're already over 60 games here. Like these, they're under a hundred games to play. It's going to go pretty quickly here. I think like they can't, they can't afford to me to wait on, to see how these guys, if they're going to be back in a month and a half, I think they got to address the problem now. They do. They have to address it immediately. Um, you're, you're hundred percent right. These, these games, they've look, they've lost maybe, eight to 10 games now with the lead late. Yeah. Right? And some of these with like three and four run leads. Yeah. Um, and just cannot hold a, a good start uh, and cannot win a close game yeah. with, with this bullpen. And, you know, in a division that has Tampa, that has Boston playing the way it's playing outside of the last couple Man, of games got, against the Jays. The Jays pummeled them. Yes. Oh my God. Isn't that interesting that you know after this uh these allegations and baseball coming in on yeah. the um on the, the spider attack and the, the yes uh, yeah. for the pitchers all of a sudden boss all of a sudden Boston pitchers can't pitch anymore. <laughs> yeah huh I wonder what's going on. Yeah but but anyway um yeah they they've in a division that they're in with the Yankees who we know are going to to play better here very soon yeah um and baltimore who's look they're 500 ball team they're better than expected better than expected a lot of good young talent there um you've got to be able to win close games you you can't you're not going to get 20 hits a game like it's just not going to happen not against garrett cole on these pitchers like you're just not going to have it yeah um and you're going to be in tight games in this division that's just life in the al east yeah um and you need a bullpen. I expect uh, Atkins to make a move like very, very, very shortly. I, I can't be... imagine. There, there's a lot of talent in this farm system too, Chaps. Yeah, there is. There is. They can they can trade pieces out. Now, that's never been their MO to trade away prospects. But at some point you look at your offense, which I think is the third highest scoring offense in baseball. And they their their run differential is second in the division. And I think it's a top five in baseball. You've got to you've got to stop these games from slipping away from you at the back end. And I wonder if a guy like Pearson, who's kind of struggled to stay healthy, like I wonder if he doesn't do an Aaron Sanchez type thing where they move him to the bullpen here for a season, and he's a real weapon for a couple innings out of the bullpen, which could be an interesting way to to go if if they want to go that route. Yeah, let's see. I'm look. I'm I'm on the <laughs> other side of the fence on that one. Yeah. Um, just simply because of what happened to Sanchez. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the way they handled him, I, I, I think they need Pearson to be that right-handed, you know, ace 
Yeah, I, I, I want him to develop him that way. But I, I know what you're saying. Let's see how he progresses with this injury first, and yeah. um, and then see what uh, what he has to offer once he's healthy again. Yeah. But you could see that late later in the season and into kind of the playoffs if they make it, um, which I I fully expect them to. So do I, I think I think the division's good, but I'm I don't think the Yankees are nearly as good as they've been in the past. Um, I think the Jays are a better are a better offensive team. The Yankees have Cole, so they've got a better and they've got a bit better bullpen. If the Jays can shore that up, I think they're better than the Yankees. I think they're better than the Red Sox. I think the Sox got off to a really nice start. I'm not sure that they hold up. And Tampa, I mean, Tampa's going to be there. They, they, they just always are. Yeah, Tampa's going to be there. That's a good ball team. They yeah. play. I mean, they play the game how it's supposed to be played, and yeah. and they've got great pitching, uh, yeah. top to bottom, right, right through their starters, yeah. through their bullpen, and they always do. I don't know yeah. what they're doing there, but they always. <laughs> seem to be um, developing and trading for the, the, the right player. Like if, if I'm a GM in baseball, I, it's, if I see Tampa calling, I'm, you know, AP is going to get mad at me here because I don't know the GM's name, but if I see Tampa's GM on the phone, I'm, I'm not picking, I'm a boy, I'm pulling the phone court out of the wall. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm changing my number, changing my number. I'm not making a deal with this guy because I'm going to get fleeced. And it doesn't matter like how good a player you get, they get the better player. I know <laughs> by a mile too. Like they yeah, might get the best three players out of like, it's just the deal. It's crazy how good they are at developing players, and like we haven't seen that in Toronto for forever. Ever it's it does look. I, I I think it, well okay. It does look like we're that, doing it. We've won, but my yeah. God, not like this. Not like. Yeah, it does look like we're developing some players, and I'll be interested to see in the next couple of years if they don't trade away those young guys in the in the farm how how it pans out. But we certainly developed one of the best fun teams to watch in baseball. And as Jays fans who went through, so like we had the stretch from '93 to 2015 without a lot to cheer for as, as Jays fans, and then like we got those two really great runs. Um, in 2015-16 and then you get a couple lean years where they tear that down and rebuild quickly you know we have last year as a playoff team and this year and we finally got a lot of real fun baseball ahead of us here with with Blue Jays not just this year but I think you know for for a number of years to go here oh my god it's uh it's so fun to share for this team now I mean look we talked about this even two years ago with uh when when the kids came up right about yeah. how how much fun and then last year with the lockout these guys i honestly they they gave you something to cheer about in the in, in the summertime here and you know you know got to the playoffs i mean the way they were winning games was just so entertaining um and and now like you're just seeing kind of the the stardom really blossom let's call yeah. it with, with this group and i think this is going to be a really fun year for the jays i hope they can clean up their bullpen but it's it's so great to be rooting for the Jays. That Toronto is just a better city when the Jays are good. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, yeah. It's, when the Jays are good, Toronto is a better city because you you don't have that hangover then from the the Leafs because <laughs> you're a Leafs and a Jays fan. That that's what you are. If you that's right. If you uh, live in Toronto, well, and, and you're a Leafs and Jays fan and. 
you know, the Jays being bad just makes the Leafs losing being worse. worse. I, I, I guess. <laughs> it just it <laughs> but, just ruins now, the summer. It ruins the summer. You're right. And and now you can just, you know, dive into the Jays a hundred percent and you know, it's just fun to watch, fun to cheer for. Um and uh yeah, like I said, I think this is again the most exciting Jays team that, that we've had to ever watch since since the World Series group. So um yeah. big, big, big time into the Jays this year. Yeah, and like like you said, summers the patios are open, Jays games are on. You go to the ballpark in Toronto, like the Sky Dome is is a dated park. But in the summertime in Toronto, when the Jays are good, that place has thirty thousand in it, forty thousand in it, and people are going nuts and then they're going out. It's awesome here in the summertime when the Jays are great. Now, yeah. like summertime, I'm not usually I'm not usually in in around Toronto much in the summertime. This is when cottage chaps season really starts and kicks off here. And and for, for those of you listening, cottage chaps is the best chaps. It's the best version (laughs) of chaps by a mile. Yeah. It's the most fun version of chaps. So I expect some very entertaining um, pods with potentially, I'm going to have to get them early in the morning because he starts cottage chaps Starts drinking at 9 a.m. Really early. So <laughs> so we're we're fortunate enough. We've got a place up in the Muskokas that we can go to. And, you know, but me is, that, and, is that a humble brag? Did I just hear a humble brag? <laughs> humble brag. Yeah. Humble brag that, uh, you know, the wife and kids and I, we go up, you know, we probably spend the majority of our time in the summer up, up at the cottage. And like I'm packing one bathing suit for the week no shirts, you know, maybe a pair of flip-flops and, you know, there's very limited hygiene products going. There's a thing of deodorant for midweek, you know, and cottage that's cottage chaps. He's getting a tan and, and he's, and he's hanging out. He, he might smell not the greatest. No, there's no might. He doesn't smell the greatest. <laughs> like halfway through the week, you're like, I really need some more of this deodorant. Because it's not going well here, you know, and but yeah, the the drinking in the morning thing. So last year I started running a lot. And so the the routine now for cottage chaps is get up when the sun comes up and go for a quick run. And then when you get back, it's breakfast Caesars and, you know, Bailey's on ice for and get the morning started. And that's, that's how the day really gets rocking. And then just spend the day in or on the lake. In and on yeah. the lake. You're, you're cruising on the boat and you know, you're getting, you're getting your son out there. You're out on the sea to bombing around, maybe going too fast, uh, tubing your kids behind it. You know, I think too many people now tubing needs to be survived, not enjoyed so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Because when we were kids, it was like an adult taking out their aggression on their kids. Oh, just trying to hurt them. <laughs> I, I remember just, you know, just getting flung across the lake on these things. And now it's a little bit, a little bit easier. It, to, it's a little to safer. It's, it's more a little like, safer. Yeah. It's a, it's a couch on the lake. Ours is not that. Ours is the old school tube. And, you know, there are times where you're like, oh, maybe that's just too fast. <laughs> and there's also a lot of tinkering from cottage chaps. 
Ah, where what are like, we tinkering with this year? Tell 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 uh, tell everybody what uh, what we'll be tinkering with this year. So usually it's nothing. Usually, uh, like <laughs> usually you go outside and you're like, well, here's some rocks that I could move from this side of the property to that side of the property, so I don't have to be bothered, and so I can just sort of enjoy some cocktails as I walk around you know, the property and not really accomplish anything. But so that's kind of, I think what this year is going to be a lot of is just sort of just moving rocks, just stacking wood. Yeah. That's sort of it. Things where it's like nobody else wants to do it. And so there, you know, you can, you can listen to your podcasts and you can have some, some cocktails or some pints and, and spend the day sort of just meandering about, you know, like an old man, at a deli you know <laughs> you know what i mean do, do you have any in-law projects this year i think i think we've got one or two where you know we've got to do some some maintenance on a couple of the buildings so you know there's going to be one or two like jacking up the boathouse where i i get nominated to do that sort of stuff which is fine you know i don't mind doing it um but I mean, how how productive those days get is a real question, <laughs> you know. So, we'll we'll see how that goes. But I think it's going to start this this weekend coming, and then Cottage Chaps is in full swing. and And I don't know how the podcast is going to go with it, you know. <laughs> well, I got to be honest. I'm looking forward to Cottage Chaps, and I'm just I'm just pissed that I'm not going to get to see him this year. Um, I, I I do enjoy Cottage Chaps quite a bit. Yeah, I've shaved um, my head so it's tougher to tell that I haven't showered. Yeah. Right? So it's not like you look at the hair now and you go, look at this guy. He hasn't showered in a week. So now my hair is super, super you've short. Got, you've just got to be close enough to understand that. That's right. If you're within 100 feet, you know it. But if you see it, <laughs> but if you see a picture, we're all good. Uh, okay. You know, awesome. So that's where we're at. And I think... Uh, that's the opposite of where Losey's at. Losey was showing off his new golf fashion this week where, you know, he's, he's really working at being a new man. He's got the teal shorts and the striped golf shirt on and he's drinking white claws and, you know, he's looking good. So he, he, he looked great the other day. Now that being said, you know, his, his new girl is a, a professional pitcher taker. The angles are yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, The angles are right. The filters uh, right. The filters are on big time. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, look, I'm not. So she's gonna... helping him out. She's helping she's, him big time. She's helping him. She's helping him. Yeah. But those mint green shorts were something to be seen. I I can't uh, I I can't wait to see the pictures of the on course mint green. Yeah. Yeah, and see where it's at because he was looking good in inside. But let's see where he's at with natural lighting and his horrible swing. So. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, man. So we've got, what do we got? We got the Habs in Vegas, kick it off tonight. We've got some more Leafs or some more Jays, sorry, coming up this week. Um, you know, we'll probably get back at this maybe at the end of the week, you know, Thursday, Friday, see where the series are at and go from there. Sound good. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I, I think that's what we do. We, we talk playoffs. I mean, uh, playoffs, Jays, and, and we'll mix in some um, some Leafs content here. Yeah, um, I think I think there's some things that we can do, and just to mix in some Leafs because we're look, we're center of the universe here. That's what we cater to. We're getting um, trolled, but it's okay. 
yeah, we're getting trolled, but but you know, fuck those guys. Yeah, let's. Um, we're going to continue to talk Leafs Jays as the as the core of this pod. Awesome. All right, man. All right. Enjoy the week. I'll talk later. Okay, man. Okay. Bye. Bye.